Welcome to the second season of the Rise Resolute podcast. I'm your host, Gina Meyer, a doctor of physical therapy committed to helping people live healthfully, joyfully, and push past even their own expectations for their life. It is my pleasure to have Holly Spears on the podcast today. She is a player for Team Canada Softball, and she has qualified for the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. Super awesome. Congratulations, Holly. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Um, Really happy to have you on. If you would start for me, Holly, by giving the listeners some background on who you are and where you came from, that would be great. Absolutely. So I'm from Vancouver, BC, up in Canada. So I was born and raised here, lived here all my life. I actually moved to Ohio for four years to go to Kent State University on a softball scholarship. And now in a couple of weeks here, we are going to be going to Halifax up in Nova Scotia, Canada to centralize and start preparing for the Olympics. How fantastic. That is so awesome. I can't imagine how you must feel knowing that you're headed to the Olympics. Um, Pretty insane. I know we were talking before we started recording, and I know it probably seems surreal to you too. So um, very cool to talk to you before it all unfolds, and we'll be excited to watch you um, as it does. But yeah, I think it's going to be really great to get some information out there on um, the challenges that you faced on this road, this road to the Olympics and this journey in in your softball career, Holly. Tell us a little bit about some of the things that you've faced and had to overcome. Yeah, um... It really started back when I was actually in university when like I was going through it was my first year there. I was had never been away from home and I was like always I was sick. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't have any motivation to go out like almost quit at, at a winter break. I was be- literally begging my parents don't make me go back there because I was just so miserable. But I didn't really I didn't quite understand why I was I always questioned I'm like why do I feel this way? I, it was so unknown and it was a feeling I'd never really experienced yet in my life. And as like softball ended up kicking up and we started in season, it was a lot easier to, to mask. And I just kind of pushed it under the rug. And after I graduated, that's when I noticed it started to like really come back into full swing again. And it was just this, I didn't want to talk about it because I didn't really know, didn't know what the words were that even to describe how I felt or it felt very lonely because I was like, no one else understands this. Everyone's, you look at everyone and they're happy and, oh, let's go do this. Let's go do this. And I'm like, oh, I really don't want to like this. No. Yeah. And so over the past four months, I unfortunately suffered a knee injury and it actually allowed me to work on work on myself. And that's when I found out that I really struggle with a lot of anxiety and depression. And it was it was hard to un- like learning about it and like as you try and un- better understand it and how to not so much fix it, but how to learn to cope and live with it. You like, I really struggled with like you, you really have to go through all the safety mechanisms and the barriers you put up and you have to do a lot of self-reflection. And I think that was, that was probably the biggest challenge because you have to look so deep inside about the things that you've, covered for many many years and that's when you just start to you're bringing all that stuff up and you're like oh my gosh right <laughs> so it's scary yeah it's so scary but as it was really cool now like looking back and at the progress I've made because at the start I was like I need to, I don't want to do this I want to quit 
And I was like, like fortunate enough to have a couple people in my life that were like, no, I like stick with it. Yeah, I think this is really interesting because I think that there are so many people who know that something is a little off, you know, in the way that they're Mm -hmm. feeling. And you're right, like it's easy to just kind of blow it off or move on to the next thing or um, get yourself involved and, you know, whatever the present task may be. But I think when Mm -hmm. we pause and we take a moment to really kind of think about, okay, why do I feel this way? And what can I do about it? And, you know, et cetera. I think that that can make all the difference in our lives. Um, I think it plays well in to the quote that you selected for the episode too, Holly. And so I'd like to deliver that quote now and then we can talk about it a little bit more as it applies to your journey and realizing that you were experiencing some anxiety and depression and, you know, deciding to really take tackle that head on. But let's do the quote first. And the quote, my listeners, uh, that Holly has selected is this, make happiness a priority and be gentle with yourself and the process. I love that part about being gentle. Can you tell us a little bit more about how the quote relates to your journey? I can. Absolutely. So um, one of the people that has supported me like so much the past few months, he was always like, you will like you will find happiness. You will get out of this, the deep, dark hole that you're in and you're going to get to a peak. Like right now you're in the valley, you're going to get to the peak. And he always has been telling me, be gentle with yourself. This is a process. Just be gentle. And so I went scouring, scouring the web for the, for something that I could put, that I could like read every morning and I could like relate it to myself and just as like a little reminder. And that was the quote that I found. And I found it super empowering for myself to read it yeah. and just have that daily reminder. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I, you know, I think that that's another good piece of advice for people is to find that mantra that works and, mm-hmm. you know, remind themselves uh, of whatever it is that they need. But I think everyone could do with being gentler on, their, on themselves. We are our own biggest critics. And I think that when we let ourselves off the hook a little bit and give our own selves the, the, the tender, um, loving care that we might give a friend or a family member, I think it, it can make all the difference. And you also mentioned that you had a, a friend who was helping you through. And I think that that is instrumental as well. Was there anyone else, um, Holly, that was instrumental in you getting through your difficult time and kind of getting to the other side of depression? Yeah, my parents actually, like once I... Like, it took a lot for me to open up to them. Like, I opened up to my friend first, and him and I, like, went through a lot of talking, a lot of talking. And eventually, I, like, found the courage to talk to my parents about it. And they were instrumental in helping me, like, like check in on me because they, they had no idea that I'd been going through this for so long. And at first, they were shocked, but then all they wanted to do was, like, find ways that they could help. And I think that also like just that support system that you have and my teammates on the on the team have been absolutely amazing on being patient with me through this. I think that's awesome. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting to talk about how, I mean, your own parents who you obviously like love and have a relationship with, they had no idea. Um, Mm -hmm. And so we have to be willing to open up and let people in, you know, access that support system um, and let people in who care about us when we're going through these things um, so that they can provide the support that we need. Um, And along those lines, Holly, do you feel like that there was something within you that you just kind of had to harness to get through um, to the other side of the depression and anxiety or did you feel like you really had to work to develop something new um to kind of navigate that depression you know I think it was a it was a mix of both because the biggest the first thing 
to navigate through that anxiety and depression was talking. And it's something that you do from when an infancy and like up into a certain age, like you talk and talk and talk and people have to tell you when to stop, but then you eventually get to an age where you don't feel comfortable sharing or you don't feel comfortable opening up because you're so you're worried. Like, what is this person going to think of me? Or am I going to say the wrong thing? And it's amazing. As soon as you start talking about it, and like utilizing something that you've had for so long, it's the easiest thing. And it is the biggest thing I found to help me, but also, um, journaling, being honest with myself and allowing myself to feel and to be non-judgmental with how I feel and what my thoughts are. And so I think it is, it was inside of me but I just had to find a way to tap into that and better understand it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. We haven't really talked about journaling a lot on the podcast and I think it's really a powerful tool to use when you're navigating, you know, struggles like this. And I'm glad that you brought it up. And I also like that, you know, you're talking about how it's difficult. It, there's, it becomes a point when being vulnerable is difficult. It's difficult to open up and, and let others into a part of you that, you know, you kind of want to hide away, but really vulnerability is the bridge to build connection. And it's the, the bridge to build co- the connection that we need to kind of climb out of, you know, whatever dark hole we might be in at the time. So I, I like that too. Um, and I like the message for our listeners to remember that it's okay to be vulnerable and to talk and to open up and to let people in. These are all great things. Um, do you remember anything specific, Holly, that someone said to you that was very powerful that our listeners could use? Um, as a tool as well? I think the biggest thing, I have two. So one okay. one was one we've already we've already established was being gentle with yourself. Okay. That was that's definitely great. a big one. And then something my mom actually said to me when I was in high school, which is kind of crazy that I still remember it. She told me to just believe in yourself, Holly. Just believe in yourself. Oh, it, like that. as long as you have that self-belief, you can do anything. And I fully believe in you. You just need to believe in yourself. And I mean, I have a tattoo of it and I just, I've always held that very close to me and it's, it's just like a little reminder. Yeah. I love that. That's so great. Um, and it's funny how things can stick with us for so long, you know, and you even have a tattoo. That's amazing. Um, yes. so looking back when you're kind of navigating through all of this, maybe even in the beginning stages when you knew that something was just off, but you weren't really ready to go there yet is there anything that you wish you would have known at the time not 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 regrets that you have I don't not talking about regret but things that might help someone who is at that stage in their own lives and realizing that something's just a little off is there something you wish that you could tell them that you that would have helped you in that moment Holly yeah so I would say no matter how alone on an island you feel you aren't alone on that island you have people on the island you have people on boats in the island you have people everywhere that even though you might not feel connected to them maybe you don't you feel so alone and in a vulnerable place that you are scared to open up those people are going to be willing to listen and help you no matter what kind of relationship you have with them you have an amazing support system around you whether that be family friends a coworker uh, some random person that you met on a sky train, people are always willing to help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> people are willing to help if you open up and show a little bit of vulnerability, because I know I've, I've opened up to people that I don't even know. And it's amazing the type of dialogue that you can have with these people because they, they more than like, more likely have something going on as well. 
Right. Absolutely. I think this is so important to, to realize. And, you know, I'm going to repeat it again for our listeners. You are not alone. No matter how alone you feel, you are not alone. Um, and I love that, Holly. So thank you. Uh, I, we've already offered a lot of words of encouragement. But is there anything specifically that you'd like to put out there for other women who are pursuing an Olympic career, other women who are maybe not into athletics but just struggling with their own depression or anxiety or some other struggle in their life, Holly? Is there, are there words of encouragement you might give them? I'm going to keep this one short and sweet because I feel like I rambled a lot at the start. No, you're great. Um, it's you will be okay and you are okay. Oh, I no matter that. how you're feeling, it's going to be okay. Yeah, so great and so true and hard to realize sometimes at the time that you're going through these struggles um, that we will be okay and we can make it. Um, and I know that your challenge going through you know, depression and anxiety probably really gave you some grit and some determination to get through uh, future challenges that are coming. One um, big challenge that's coming, which has to be, you know, totally looming and exciting, but also takes a lot of grit and just determination, and that's the Olympic Games. So do you feel like making it through, you know, all of the depression has prepared you well to make it through the struggle of, of getting to the Games and hopefully winning at the Games? I totally believe it has, because the strength that it takes, I've learned that the strength and the courage it takes to go through and face your anxiety and depression head on is a different type of strength that I had never really understood until I was in the middle of it and I didn't have a choice but to be like strong and courageous going through it and I think I'm going to be able to use this new found strength and self-belief even into going into the Olympics and it's just another tool in the toolbox. Yeah, I love it. I think it's great. And I think that it's really good to remember that for all of our listeners out there who are going through their struggles to know that uh, it may suck as you're going through. It, it's difficult. It's hard. Life isn't easy. It's messy. But getting through that struggle, you come out on the other side with a tool that you never had before, with a strength that you never had before, with a new power to, you know, face whatever is coming down the road um, in your life. So I love that. I think it's great. Um, well, Holly, I am so glad that you came on the podcast and I would like to give listeners the opportunity to follow you and to continue to follow your journey to the Olympic Games if you're willing um, to share um, the method that they could follow you if they would like to do so. Absolutely. I would love to have people follow me. And even if they want to reach out, by all means, um, I'm on Instagram, hollyspheres10. Okay, great. And I think, you know, I hope listeners heard that. If you want to reach out to Holly and someone who's been through depression and anxiety, she's putting it out there, which I think is super fantastic. So I would say don't hesitate. Send her a message. And I'm guessing that she will respond back um, because you're not alone. Uh, so thank you so much. I want to leave the listeners with one more nugget. And it's built off of that um, really awesome piece of advice that your mom gave you, Holly. Um, you said it was in high school that she said, believe in yourself? Yes. Okay. So I want to tell the listeners this. Listeners, the strongest factor in success is your own self-esteem. Believing that you can do it. Believing that you deserve it. And believing that you'll go out and get it. We are stronger together and connected. We can rise. <laughs> 